Coffee matters most when cared for from plant to cup. We're committed to roasting and delivering a coffee drinking experience to be remembered. This podcast is brought to you by Cielo Coffee. Don't talk over my turn. Is this my turn. Jing- <laughs> is this your jingle? <laughs> no. We need to think about jingles, so we could use that. I'll just clip it in. That'd be great. Well, the good news is there's no buses, busy. but we've got nothing to talk about ah, now. We've done it. <laughs> we need the buses to have something to chat about. Welcome to the podcast. This is it. Starting here and now. This is our little intro summary. And uh, I'm Linda, and this is... Nick. Yeah, that's enough. And uh, we're from Cielo Coffee, which is a roasting company. And we've got a cafe, which is a social enterprise, and we do some wholesale stuff. So we've got lots we'd like to talk about um, a little bit each week. A little snippet of life with us, which I'm sure is just what you've been waiting for out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've seen we've seen coffee be a great vehicle for just getting to know community, which is why we started doing what we're doing really um we know loads of people locally so i think we've got local people we're going to chat to about um their journeys and you know maybe their journey with us and um people in the coffee industry that we get to chat to about how it impacts community and obviously there's overseas communities um in terms of coffee growers so we're going to take this as far as we can i'm excited you sound it (laughs) (laughs) We just gotta do the jingle. Coffee. This is all about coffee. 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 So in this podcast, we want to have a look back at our time in Uganda. We went in uh, 2019 in April to Uganda to the Kasinga washing station, which is what we want to talk about today. Um, which was our first and only so far experience of where coffee comes from, really, and how it's processed and who grows it. So, yeah, we want to just have a little bit of a chat around the video because obviously we did a bit of a YouTube which some of you might have seen if you get the emails um, but it'd be nice to talk a little bit more about that really. Got Nick here as well. Hi. Who came with me then? Yeah. My guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you remember this when we turned up? Oh man. Feeling? Yeah because we had uh, no children with us which is that very was, nice. That was special. <laughs> Just for the space. And after a long journey just to get to somewhere so like tranquil and jungly and green and almost everything you don't imagine when you think Africa, it was, yeah, lush. Yeah. It was amazing, wasn't it? Two, two days travel, but because of the fact that we weren't with our four lovely kids, it just felt so different, didn't it, for yeah. us? It's so you get so used to that. It's quite unusual for us not to have them about and... So it was kind of relaxing travel. <laughs> it was. Well, before kids, you do a, like a train journey, don't you? And you're bored. After kids, if you do a train journey on your own, it's like, yay, <laughs> me time. Definitely had that feel. So it was great. At the beginning, we went to Kasinga washing station, didn't we? Just to see yeah. what was going on there. Yeah. And, and Martin's our main contact over here, isn't he? And his son, Johnny, is the guy who was set up this fantastic kind of processing station factory um yeah it's huge the work he's done in no time taking it from his house just maybe three years ago to this big processing factory 
So yeah, couldn't believe how big yeah, it was. Yeah, so what was going on? What was the backstory on that again? They So they've been growing, obviously, coffee for years in the area. Yeah, some of those trees are like 50 years old, I think, if not more, from just generation... They pass down their land, don't they, from generation to generation, yeah. so the trees go with it. Um, it's all yeah. Arabica, all yeah. high altitude, yeah. which in coffee terms means should be good coffee. Yeah. And yet it wasn't really getting placed on the map of speciality at no. this stage. Um, which, why was that? A lot of it was called Druga, which was the, is it like dry Ugandan? Mm. Grown Arabica, so it is Arabica, but kind of behaving a bit robusterish. And processing, processing, and the processing it? was done by them. Yeah, that's right. And that was a lot more inconsistent. Yeah, you drive past even on the way in, all the way through um, Uganda, you drive past people's houses, and they had maybe a sheet outside the house, and it was covered in coffee cherries that were drying, and you could just see they were like lumped together and fermenting and obviously not raised off the ground either so no airflow they weren't really getting raked and i guess they probably managed to sell them and got mm. a bit of money so it's you know it's worth doing for them but to get the kind of speciality coffee and the grades that get them better pay that's what johnny's looking at doing really isn't it yeah so we went to see the first kind of formal coffee station for processing in the area so they so his vision was 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 amazing wasn't it it's was very empowering yeah. it wasn't it wasn't to buy loads of land and process tons of coffee it was really to there's loads of coffee being grown but it's not being processed to the level that could yield better cash better yeah. pay yeah so if if he stepped in and, and set up a washing station for that which is what we what we looked at on day one and our first video was the Kasinga washing station where they process the coffee consistently. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that's different, it's a little bit around in Africa, but the difference to some other places is that they now ask people to bring the coffee cherries in red um, yeah. rather than trying to dry them and hold them at home, which would quite often happen. You just like bring them red, get them checked for quality, and they'll do the drying and make the consistency yeah. from that step onwards. And it's quicker for people growing because they're just picking cherries and bringing them in. And they get paid, you know, still a really good amount for almost like less work on the actual yeah. coffee cherry, really, which is good as well. And I love that because they pay in cash every time, don't they? Yeah. Which is also, I thought, was quite, it probably happens in places, but it was still quite a powerful statement. We always pay in cash. We always yeah. have a record. That they have they have records of every receipt, don't they? And yeah. there's a real integrity to that process and a dignity, really, for people selling their even bag of a couple of kilos of cherries they'll yeah. still buy it right up to if you know you've done loads of trees yeah loads of people employed yeah they talked about that didn't they what yeah. were they saying about that about how it was kind of there were stages in the process that could have been taken out and maybe used with even like a wheelbarrow and one person or a tractor and a big pickup and but mm. they keep it quite manual not to be too hard work, but just to mean that there are more jobs um, available. So rather than getting a load of kit and a load of agricultural, you know, tractors and things, it means there's more employment. It's like four people's jobs and they yeah. can afford to pay them. So why not employ more people? Because what's happened now, two years later, three years later after they started, is fascinating, isn't it, for us as roasters in the UK to see 
how many other places are starting to get wind of this great coffee coming out of Uganda, which has always been there, but I think it's real testimony of this great processing that's that's putting it on the map again and selling a lot more coffee to the UK. Yeah, and it's scoring well. And it's scoring high, which means better money right back to the farmers as well. So Uganda video part two is about demonstration farms, which are people's own gardens and their coffee growing. But um, people who are willing to have a go at some of the agricultural steps that they're trying to teach, they will support them with and make it kind of a training garden, training farm, so that other local people can come and look and see how it's working and see how cherry production is up. Yes. So we went to see some of those first. Yeah, this was fascinating, wasn't it? I didn't. I, I really expected it to be like, uh, you know, off-grid a bit and, and just yeah, huge almost fields. like a nursery. Yeah, like you go to a garden centre where there's a nursery or something and it's very, you know, more commercial or something. But when we actually got to meet the people who were doing it in their yeah. land and and running these new ideas and new practices and they were very much being the leaders in their area, really, of, of trying new things and yeah. trying different ways of growing and almost, in some cases, proving certain techniques works and in other cases, trying new methods was yeah. it was amazing wasn't it, it was no, great it was. and they have to be quite brave don't they? they've got to sometimes take their 50 year old tree that's really sprawling and sporadic with its growth of coffee and stump it way down to like one or two feet and yeah you know hope that it comes back bold. and it's more than hope because it's agriculture so it does it reproduces and it splits but for them, it's a big step. It's this is their little bit of cash income, and they're going to cut it down. So, um, so yeah, the washing station work with them, and maybe do a few trees with them a year, so they can rotate it round. So there's always something coming in. But once they see it working, and once they understand the process yeah. of looking after them properly and mulching and different kind of agricultural steps to make it work, I think, you know, then their neighbours will have a go at doing it, and they see the same. So they're just seeing yeah. the production shooting through the roof really and it makes it all at reachable level so on these 50 year old trees they're massive and then the cherries are obviously growing at the end of the branches every time and they're getting further and further away and you stump it and you end up with a nice you know bush sized tree that you can pick from really easily and yielding three or four times what an old tree was doing that's right that was out of that was past it really so very bold step wasn't it but good to see that they can, again, in their model, empower for local farmers to do that. Yeah. Partner with them, give them full support so that they're not just taking all the risk. Yeah. But then be a great model to everyone else. and Yeah, and like and Charles and people, they are local people out there. They're local mm. agriculture experts out there helping teach some of this stuff to their own friends. Charles knows loads of the locals, like we know people in Garford, really. And yeah. So he's he's a good, solid bit of encouragement for them that they can trust what he's saying and try it. So yeah, we'd love you to subscribe um, and go with us on our journey. We've got some weeks ahead and uh, yeah, we'd love you to set out with us. We've got some offers we'll be doing, bits of coffee information we'll be giving you. So it'd be great if you could follow us. And we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got website. We've even got the old TikTok starting, which is epic. So find us out there. It's CLO, which is just CLO 
coffee and you'll uh, spot us around the place.